Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Well, hello, welcome back to the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I'm having my kind of Rhonda coming out party. This is going to be a little more raw and vulnerable for all of you listening, and you've kind of watched my journey, and I'm going to share with you, um, I'm going to give you quite the little peek into uh, a day or a a week or a life of Rhonda, um, especially over the last nine months. I am going to, I'm just kind of spilling it all. It's been a very rough nine months. And I don't usually share so much of this kind of personal information just because I'm, I am by nature, very upbeat, positive. Like I can always find green grass anywhere. If you put me in a cloudy, snowy, miserable day, I will find that one blade of green grass. It is my, I'm determined to do that. And it's just how my brain works and probably how I've trained myself to be after a lot of bumps and falls and misses. And some of that you can read about the story with my daughter having cancer when she was 10 years old and, um, like supposedly terminal, like less than 10% chance of survival kind of terminal. And she made it. And then opening a practice, going back to school when I was young, getting, you know, all the degrees, I was young 30. Um, and then, uh, about going bankrupt in the middle of all that, opening another business when I had no business doing that and uh, getting stretched too thin and not paying the IRS. And I had them breathing down. I mean, all those things. And I just kept learning and reinventing and picking myself back up and saying, okay, you know, how can I, how can I be a better version of me? And how do I learn from this? And what do I need to learn? And what's the lesson? And where's the blade of grass? Where is that little blade of green grass peeking through that I can hang on to and say, this belongs to me. This is my right. This is my inheritance. This is what I'm going for. Finding more grass. So I'm, I'm just going to kind of give the whole thing to you. So I think that it's, it, it, the reason this is valuable and the reason that I wanted to share this with you is because sometimes when we're on the journey of life and whether that's personal life or business life or kid life or financial, whatever it is, we often feel very alone. It feels alone. It's a, it's very lonely to not only as a practitioner, but it's lonely doing some of the work that we do in the holistic space. You know, we just, we think of things very differently than the media, than the normal, you know, out there kind of mainstream sort of person. And so sometimes it feels like you're a a fish swimming upstream or you're just out of water and you are in a different pond and no one's in your pond and no one wants to be in your pond. And they all think you're crazy in your pond. And you're like, no, the water is so much better over here. And so sometimes it feels like we are trying to get our message out and we're trying so hard. And then we try and make it look like it's all easy and good and happy. And on the inside, we're maybe unhappy or we just frustrated or feeling overwhelmed, whatever the emotion is. And so in the past nine months, I'm just going to give you a little um, snapshot of my life in the last nine months or year. Um, and we, COVID hit, of course, in March of 2020 um, and life, you know, that that's a whole nother story. Like if you want more information about how I feel about that and what's going on, go get the book 
uh, The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And that will open your eyes to the whole scam of the pandemic. I'm not saying that COVID wasn't real and it wasn't, didn't hurt people, et cetera. I am one of those people that got it, which I'll talk about in a minute. But what March of 2020 happened, and um, I really kind of didn't skip a beat. I said, I made, I wrote a blog post at that time. And I said, listen, this COVID thing is a nothing burger. I'm not saying that it's not, it's not going to, you know, make people sick or whatever, but, and, and I didn't know anything about it then, but I knew the level of corruption. I knew what was probably happening behind the scenes. And I just said, you know, back the stuff that we're not being told. And I thought, there's something up with this. This is, this is, should be a nothing burger, but they're going to make it into a something burger. And indeed they did, as we know. So I came under fire for that and I thought, okay, fine, I'll take the blog down. And I did took the blog down and then, um, you know, life goes on and, and the pandemic's happening and all the people, and I'm trying to work as best as I can with practitioners who are closing their practices or really feeling the impact and helping them kind of shift over into a virtual practice, which I love. And I I highly recommend that that is an aspect of what you do in the event that we do have something like this that happens again. So that was March of 2020 got from that point forward all through 2020 was great. Uh, all through 2021, still doing really great. I didn't see any, any downturn in the patients that I was working with or practitioners that I was working with. Like it, it was all the same for me other than just being super frustrated about what was happening in the world, you know, but other than that, all good. And then last July of 2021, I got COVID and I was, uh, gone for the weekend. It was over 4th of July. I was in Denver visiting one of my kids And, uh, my husband was home, Rick, and he called and he said, man, I'm just so tired. I can't figure out why I'm so tired. And I said, oh, you know, maybe you just got a little bug or flu or whatever. Didn't never even cross my mind because we've been through, I mean, we're already what 14, 16 months into this whole thing. We've not had it at all and not been scared about it at all. Been taking all the things like echinacea and all the things we needed to be taking to make sure we were good and strong. So I get home and he is like, trying to remodel a bathroom and he can work for about an hour. And then he has to lay down for two or three hours, which is not like him. He's like the energizer bunny. And I thought something's not right. And then the next day I start not feeling good. And I thought, okay, well, I must be getting what he's getting. And I started getting really tired, laid down. And I was just not feeling good at all. Like my chest was tight and I couldn't figure that out. I couldn't really breathe very well, but my, I had a lot of chest pressure and I thought, well, I probably have a little bit of pneumonia or, you know, something. So I'm taking all the things I'm doing all the things. And it, I thought, oh, I need to get to chiropractor. Never dawned on me. I, I swear to you, never even occurred to me because it was not on my radar that I was going to get COVID. Never occurred to me. I went to the chiropractor and uh, and his business partner was in there and his business partner looked at me and I know him well. So, so if you're listening, you know who you are. I, I love you. But he looked at me and he goes, you don't look very good. I said, I feel like crap. And he said, and I, I said, this is how I'm feeling. And he goes, that's how I felt. And I had COVID. And that was the first moment I went, oh, oh crap, maybe I have COVID. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, my brain starts to like click, 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 click. Like I think, oh yes, indeed. I sure do. Then I realized that both of us, Rick and I both had it and we were in bad shape. So I started to not be able to breathe. I ended up going to, into my primary care doctor who I have very little relationship with, but I just went in because I said, I need some oxygen. And my saturation was in the low seventies. Sometimes it was in the upper sixties. I was not, not well there. There was no way I was going to go to the hospital. 
So I get through all of that, get on oxygen. <clears throat> this is where the story gets really dicey. And I've not shared this with very many people. I am now at the end of July and I am on the mend. I don't, I'm not in an active infection, but I still need oxygen during the day. I definitely need it at night. And, uh, I find out through the grapevine that my employee, I, in my other business, that's in Seattle, that my employee is leaving with in less than two weeks. And she literally runs the entire practice. So a, not a good business decision on my part to let your whole business be completely run by one person, not a good move. But I think I knew that in the back of my mind, but she's so faithful. She's worked for me for six and a half years, all good. No problem. So she gave, I, she never even really told me, I actually found out because the person that hired her, she was moving out of state. She had lots of time looking for a job, interviewed for a job, got hired for the job. Her new employer, unbeknownst to me that any of this is going on, her new employer sends me an email asking for a review. If I'll give a feedback about their new employee who was my employee. And I am, this is the day I'm the very sickest with COVID. And I'm thinking I'm like a high fever. Like I'm bad. And I thought this is something's not right about this. Why why do I give this email? What this is all about. And it took me a few days to get my head in the right space to go, Oh my gosh, she's probably leaving me. She had never said a word. So I confronted her. I not confront, but I just said, Hey, what's going on? I got this email and she goes, Oh yeah. I didn't want to tell you because you're sick. And I'm thinking that's not making it any better. Now I'm really in trouble. So within 10 days she was leaving and I'm still sick. So I have to, I'm too sick to fly on an airplane. I can't get portable oxygen. So I, you know, you just like, I'm looking for that little blade of green grass. And I go, here's my green grass. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to put my oxygen tank, which was a big monster tank, put my oxygen thing in the back seat. And I'm going to drive myself to Seattle from Las Vegas. Cause I live in Las Vegas. I, I have to, she's leaving. She's leaving the following week. So on a Saturday morning, Rick puts me in the car. I load up the car and I think, okay, I'm going to drive 10 hours, which was ridiculously hard. And I drive by myself all the way up. Can't use the oxygen because I don't have any way to plug the thing in. So I'm driving with very like my saturation is probably in the low eighties, which I was functional, but I should, I really had no business driving. I'm still sick and not contagious, but just recovering. And I've got to drive myself up here. So I spend the night in a hotel. I'm too weak and tired to even get the oxygen into the hotel. I get up the next morning, finish the drive, get here to Seattle, call a friend to help him help me move the oxygen into the boat. And I now have to live on the boat. So the next morning, a Monday morning, I got to, I have to go to work. I've got to go to work. I have to go spend a day and a half with her before she leaves. And I'm now am in full charge. I can't close the clinic. I can't, I've got, we've got patients on the book. Like I can't, I don't have an option. So I get in and I start working in the clinic full time and I am exhausted. I'm crying most of the time during the day, but I'm still showing up smiling on a video because I'm looking for that green blade of grass, but I'm dying inside. And I feel like I I literally feel like I'm dying. And I just kept going and I kept going and I kept going and I kept going and slowly, 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 I started to get my energy back. And then one day I was taking my shower as I do every day. And I noticed there was a whole bunch of hair in the bottom of the shower. And I thought, well, that's weird. I never lose my hair. And it got worse and it got worse and it got worse. And it lasted for three and a half months. And I lost about 80% of my hair. Now 
all of the pictures and all of the videos that you've seen up to this point, whether you watch them on YouTube or you see me on Facebook or on my Monday practice growth strategy that I send out faithfully every Monday, I have not missed a Monday in almost five years. And there's so much good information in those. I showed up every single Monday. If you go back and you look, you can slowly start to see the progression of my hair loss. And then all of a sudden my hair looks pretty good. And that's because I had to get a wig and I had to watch my hair falling out and try and find this, the green, green blade of grass in there somewhere while working full-time in a practice in a business that I don't want to be in. And my hair's falling out. No wonder my hair's falling out because my stress is through the roof. And it's a very much a post COVID syndrome for many menopausal age women of which I am one. And so my life is kind of imploding on me. Like it's all feels like all the walls are caving in. I'm crying every single day. There's not a day that goes by that. I'm not crying. I don't want to wear a wig. I feel like a fake, but yet I still have all of you all that I'm serving and I'm passionate about serving. I'm passionate about serving my patients. I'm passionate about helping you grow better practice. And I'm thinking, what is it that I have to learn here? What is that I need to know? Because this is not working for me. I don't feel good. I'm living. I'm have to be through the winter in Seattle. And if you're from Seattle, you know, winters are the worst here. They're the worst. It snowed for a week. It was just awful. And I didn't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I st- I'm still here. This is where I am still here. So I had to, I had to every day struggle to find that one green blade of grass, that one thing that I could hold on to and go, I am not going to be a victim of my circumstance. And I want to say that probably 80% of the time I was 100% in a victim mindset, like feeling sorry for myself. This is crappy. Why me? you know, why does this have to happen? I don't want this business. My accountant says you can't, you can't close it. You have to sell it for tax reasons. So I can't leave. And I'm too tired and sick to find anyone to buy it and put it on the market. And now at this moment, it is finally ready to go and for sale. But here's what I want to share with you. All of that behind the scenes about being sick and having the stress and losing my hair was such a, it was probably it was a very emotionally hard thing for me to do. And I talked about it in a recent Monday practice growth strategy, but this hair that you see right now doesn't look anything like what you've seen me, but this is my real hair. And not only is my real hair coming in, but it's coming in curly. I've never had curly hair. It's weird. Got these little weird ends on it. So it looks like someone plugged me into a light socket and like my hair's on fire and electrocuted. And it feels, it doesn't feel like normal hair. It feels like a coarse Brillo pad. It feels like cancer chemo hair, like post chemo, you know, when hair grows back in, it has that real coarse texture. That's what my hair feels like. And I believe that it was because of the tremendous amount of stress and the assault on my immune system from when I had COVID. So when I gave up my wig and her name is Gidget, by the way, and Gidget is sitting right here next to me on my desk and I leave her there. She's on a little wig head and she sits there and every day. She reminds me that I can do this, that I can do this, that I'm a survivor. I'm not like a cancer survivor. I'm a life survivor. I am a survivor because I chose to find that green blade of grass. I chose to find that thing and said, this is why I don't have to be a victim today. 
I get to serve these people that come into this clinic for what we do here. And it doesn't have anything to do with health and nutrition, although I do blend the two, but nonetheless, I get to serve them. Even if this isn't my first choice, I still get to show up hundred percent and serve them. And so there's always a way when life doesn't feel fair. And when life doesn't feel like it's going your way, like there was a lot of crappy stuff that happened over the last nine, 10 months. And I'm still not done. I'm still here. I haven't been home to my house in Las Vegas in six months. And I have no plans on going anytime soon. I can't really leave until I sell this business. And so if you live in the Seattle area and you are a functional medicine practitioner, a chiropractor specifically, or a naturopath or an MD, ND, this is, would be a perfect practice for you because you can make a good income and you can still do your functional nutrition inside little shameless plug there. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, here's what I've learned. I've learned that I'm a survivor. I've learned that my circumstances don't dictate my happiness. They don't dictate my happiness. I choose happy because I want to choose happy. And if I don't choose happy, that's on me. I'm married to the happiest guy in the world. He could, he could have something really bad happen and he would be laughing. And he's taught me that happiness is a choice. I've learned that even if the circumstances aren't what I want them to be, there are still people on the other side of those circumstances that need what I have. They need a smile. They need someone to laugh with or make a joke with. They need someone to make them laugh, to find the the fun in their life. That even when the circumstances aren't right and I, I haven't been able to go home, I have a place to live. I live on a boat. I mean, really, how many people get that to get to say that? I get to live on a boat. I get to be on the water. I get to view the water. I get to hear the rain that patters on the roof of the boat. Even though I could make the rain a bad thing living in Seattle, but instead I just learned how to flip it. And I said, but isn't that rain sound beautiful in the boat? And when the boat is swaying because the wind is blowing, isn't that just the most wonderful comforting feeling when the boat, it's like being in a, in a hammock or in a, in a rocking chair, you just get rocked to sleep. There's always a green blade of grass. And I'm not out of this yet because I haven't sold the practice yet. I haven't, you know, reconfigured my life yet, but I can tell you this, I have been through harder things than this. And, but this last season has been pretty rough, but guess what? I got here. I've got here, baby. And if you're listening to this, you cannot see me, but if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my little short curly hair. I just got it cut and it's coming out and I don't know what it's going to be like, but now I have super short hair and and I'm okay. I'm just so thankful that it quit falling out. I'm so thankful that my identity doesn't have to be my hair. My identity doesn't have to be whether I live in my Las Vegas house or whether I live on a boat in Seattle, my identity and who I am comes from what I choose and how I choose to view the world around me, regardless of the circumstances, the circumstances don't define me. What defines me is how I choose to look at life in the world. And I chose always as best as I could. And I wasn't perfect at it. A lot of days I was, I really sucked at it bad, but at the end of the day, I always am looking for that green blade of grass that's peeking up through the cement or peeking up through the snow or finding its way into my world somehow. And I can hold on to that and go, yeah, all the rest of this looks like a really gray cloudy day but there is light and there is green and there's growth and there's opportunity everywhere. 
and I don't have to be a victim to my circumstance. And every day when I look at Gidget, my wig, she reminds me that every single day, just like you do, you friend, you might be in really crappy circumstance right now, but there's a, I promise you there is a blade of green grass. I promise you that it's there and your blade of green grass, your job is just to find it and then start to cultivate gratitude and start to figure out how you can make more of that grass grow. And now all these months later, I've got hair, not what I thought it was going to be, but Hey, at least I'm not bald. There's my green blade of grass right there. I could be bald. It could have kept falling out, but it's growing back. I live on a boat. It's sunny today, which I'm quite happy about in Seattle and a little warm 55. And my life is good. My life is good. Is it exactly what I want it to be? No, but it's, but I'm in process just like you're in process. So if your life is really grumpy right now and you're not happy about it, I really want to, I want to help you run off the coattails of my season of, I'll call it despair. Cause I was quite despairing for a while, but get on a call with me. And not because I have anything I want to sell you, not because I want to tell you anything. That's not my motivation here. What I want to do is help you. And if you're in a place where you just feel like I'm really in a crappy circumstance, let me tell you, friend, I am really good at finding the green blade of grass. I mean, I'm kind of a rock star at it by now because it's been so gloomy and so hard and so dark that I've developed the skill and I will help you find your blade of grass. I will help you find the sunshine on the cloudy day. I will help you find that place that you can anchor to. And then you can start to create the narrative in your life that allows life to change. Like I know that my, that this practice is going to sell. I don't know who, but I know that it will. I know it will in the right time. And in, and to close one more thing, sometimes your life has to get uncomfortable for a while for two reasons. One because you need to grow. There's something you need to learn or grow. But number two, sometimes there are things you don't know. And many of you don't know, but my sister at this time is in the hospital and she is in the active process of dying. And I don't expect her at the time of this recording, I don't expect her to be here for more than a few more days. And I was able to go spend some time with her yesterday, even though she slept while I was with her, I was able to hold her hand and talk to her and tell her all the things that I wanted to tell her. And you know what? She's here in Seattle. And if I had known back when I had to move here and I had to drive here because I had to go take care of the crisis and the business crisis learned a lot through that too. What not to do is to put all your eggs in one basket with one employee. So that's another podcast for another day. But had I not been here, I wouldn't have been able to spend the time with her. And I'm so grateful that even though this season has been hard, She is a huge blade of grass for me because I've been able to be with her and spend time with her and see her regularly because she's not going to be with us for very much longer. And if I was gone, I would not have had that opportunity. And so see, sometimes life things in life happen, not because we like them, but because they needed to happen. I needed to be here for her. And if that was the only reason that I had to go through this, I was kicking and screaming all the time, being grumpy and mad about the whole thing for many months until I figured out that I didn't have to be grumpy. And then she got sick, ended up in the hospital, which is where she'd been for almost four months. And 
I'm so thankful that I'm here. So sometimes what you don't know, you can't see it, but there's a reason why your circumstances are the way that they are. It's because you need to be somewhere at a certain place for a certain thing, or there's something you need to know or learn. So if you're stuck, reach out, go to rondanelson.com forward slash strategy. And I am, would, it would be my honor, would be my greatest honor and privilege to get on a call with you and help you sort out the mucky, grumpy, not fun stuff in your life so that you can find that spot, that blade of grass, that thing that you can anchor to, and you can start to shift the narrative and start to make a beautiful life. Even though the circumstances don't look like it's beautiful. I couldn't find anything beautiful when my hair was falling out by the handfuls, lots of tears and crying, but there's a lot of beauty in that as well. There's beauty everywhere. We just have to know where to find it. So sorry for the long podcast today, my friend, but I just wanted to give you, share my heart with you and give you the backstory of what, what's been happening for the last nine months, almost 10 months. And I'm really, really happy to be here with you. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. Don't plan on going anywhere. And I'll be happy when things change and my business sells and that'll be happy, but I'm still happy. Even if it doesn't right now, it's okay. Cause I got you. I've got my man, my husband, he's wonderful. I've got two, three thriving businesses and life is good, even though it doesn't go always the way I want, but life is good. All right, friend, take care. I love you all so much. Love you to the moon. Talk to you next time. See ya. One more quick thing. We are coming up on our hundredth episode of the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. And of course, we're going to be doing a giveaway. You can win one of three prizes. I've got three giveaways to do. I'm giving away an iPad. I'm giving away a set of Bose headphones and a three-hour coaching call with none other than yours truly. So all three things, an iPad, Bose headphones, and a three-hour coaching call with one very lucky practitioner with me. So here's how you can enter. All you have to do is rate and review the podcast on wherever you listen to it. So on your favorite platform, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever, take a screenshot and then go to, here's the thing, rondanelson.com forward slash podcast 100 and enter to win. So you need to leave the review, take a screenshot, and then go to rondanelson.com forward slash podcast 100. And we will be announcing those winners on the air live on the podcast on Tuesday, June 14th. So you have until June the 10th to enter to win. And you can get a few bonus entries by sharing that review on your social, tagging me, following my page, etc. Dr. Rhonda Nelson on social. So more on that coming up. But no, I got some goodies coming for you. So thanks for the re- rating. Thanks for the review. And it's my way of saying thank you for being such a loyal listener for the past 100 episodes. I can't wait for us to walk together for the next hundred. All right. Take care, friend. I'll be back with you next week on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast.